get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Karakur and Smallman here on 101 ESPN. Michelle Smallman and Jeremy Rutherford sitting in with you. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and welcome in the voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN, Chris Kerber. Good morning, Kerbs. How are you? Morning, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm good. How was your Halloween? Did you dress up? <laughs> no, I didn't dress up, but this was one of the, this was the first one where the youngest wanted to go on her own and, and the other two were out with friends or family. So we actually got to stay behind and pass out the candy for the first time. That, that, that was a good change of pace. And are you a full-size candy house, Kerbs? Because I could see you being a very uh, popular house in the neighborhood. Yeah, mix of uh, a mix of it all. I love it. A mix of it all. I love it. Well, let's talk a little blues hockey. So Brandon Saad, he's coming off the league's COVID-19 protocol. Ryan O'Reilly's uh, still dealing with that. And then the Blues got some unfortunate news that backup goalie Vili Husa was also placed on the list, Curbs. And it seems like you take one step forward and another one back. And not having depth at goaltender, especially with the back-to-back games this week, this is a, a tough bit of news for the Blues. Well, it is. Uh, Joe Hofer is going to get called up, and, and that's some good news for him. He's, he's had a terrific, terrific start in Springfield, going 3-0-1. His goals against is under two. His save percentage is over 930. And, and he's helped the Springfield to a, a first-place start there in the American Hockey League. So, um, you, know, you know, you'll get an opportunity to play Jake Allen. The cool part is, and this would be kind of wild to see here if it if it ends up going that way, but Joel was born in Winnipeg, and that's where this road trip ends. How wild would it be if he ends up seeing a start against the Winnipeg Jets? Now, I don't expect it because in a divisional game, I think you got to go with Jordan Bennington there, but could be just an interesting storyline twist as the road trip goes along. But uh, I think, you know, the, the one thing that we know is even though all but, what, three or four players in the league, and it may even be less than that now, at the beginning of the season, I think it was only four players in the entire league you know, we're unvaccinated. We know the situation with breakthrough cases and things like that. So, uh, you know, th- this is just going to be part of the reality of the season, not just for the Blues, but for every team. I mean, the other night, Michelle, the San Jose Sharks had their head coach and seven players miss the game because of protocol. Now, they were fortunate enough to have their American Hockey League team in San Jose. So they were able to call some players up, and then they end up beating the Winnipeg Jets in overtime. But, you know, the reality of it is is th- this is just going to be something that uh, I-, I do not expect um, Billy Huso to be the last one uh, that deals with this for the St. Louis Blues. And, Curbs, you referenced Joel Hofer, for those not familiar, fourth-round draft pick, number 107 overall in 2018. He's played just 15 American Hockey League games. You know, you referenced, you know, potentially starting – in Winnipeg, uh, but as you look at the schedule, back-to-back Wednesday and Thursday, L.A., San Jose, and then Sunday against Anaheim, do you think the Blues will ride Bennington? Do you think Hofer could see one of these four games? You know, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did see one of the four games, to, to be honest with you. 
And and I almost I almost wonder if that start, you know, and, and I'm just my guess says you you go with Jordan Bennington, you see what his workload is against LA. If it's a light kind of game, then you play him against San Jose. If it's a heavier kind of game, then maybe you give uh, you give Joel a start in San Jose. San Jose is a difficult start, I think, for your first career start. The, the way the building is, the players, or rather the fans, are right on top of you. There, there's that whole factor. But it is one of those kind of road trips. Without a doubt, you would have seen Billy Huso in one of these games, Jeremy. So, you know, if they stay true to it and they, and they want to give the kid a crack, yeah, I, I think you could see him play in one of the four. The Voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, here with us on 101 ESPN. And, Curbs, heading into the season, I would say the biggest storyline for the Blues surrounded Vladimir Tarasenko. A lot of people didn't know what he was going to look like to start the season, but he's been playing unbelievable. He picked up an assist on Saturday. He has nine points so far to start the season. And I would have to imagine that his trade value is continuing to tick up and up, which puts Doug Armstrong and the Blues in a pretty good spot if they want to deal Vladdy. Well, yeah, and you're just going to have to see how how this part continues, and and you know how the conversations go with his camp. And I clearly, that's something you know I'll even defer to Jeremy on because I know he's 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 been all over this from the start. But yeah, look, the, the whole crux of it when when I kept saying all summer long that I thought that he was going to start the season here was there were too many question marks when combined with the salary implications. The way he's playing is erasing some of those question marks. And makes the salary implications much more palatable when you think he's got a, a second year to this. So, if if the feelings are still there and, and 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 movement is still part of the thing, he's helping himself, and and the Blues are helping him. So Doug Armstrong can probably field those calls. Now, I'll say I'll say this, and this, this is pure speculation on my part. You know, the, the other reality of it is is don't forget he still has control over where he goes. But to that extent, Doug Armstrong still has control over whether or not he deals him. So there's probably a little bit of still some potential cat and mouse and some tug of war that could happen here, depending on where the potential best deal is, if one ever comes to be. And again, still the flip side is you got two years left on his contract. If, if he's really helping this team right now, you, you just hope that they continue to roll with it as long as they possibly can. And we'll see if it does last the season. Courage I really me. don't have any, I don't have any idea how this thing is going to play itself out. I just, I like the fact that he's playing the way he's playing, and I like the fact that how both sides are handling it right now, which is keeping everything completely quiet. That's the way it should be. Yeah, if you do know how it's going to play out, let me know so I can <laughs> be accurate with the reporting. <laughs> hey, you referenced uh, we referenced Ryan O'Reilly earlier out with COVID. The Blues 1-1 one one, uh, with him out of the lineup. They haven't looked the same. The loss to Colorado, scuffle a little bit against Chicago. You, you're watching it play-by-play as the puck goes up and down the ice. What do you notice the most about Ryan O'Reilly not being in the lineup? Uh, Just that that smart 200-foot game. I mean, that's 20 minutes of, you know, we won't call it perfect hockey because I don't think that exists, but it's 20 minutes of great all-around hockey in terms of defensive play, offensive play, the ability to hold it. I think you've seen, you know, the, the difference in the chemistry of David Perron having to try to figure out life without him for the first time in over 214 games, right? And 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 that has adjusted kind of the entire lineup. I thought they really looked discombobulated in, in the loss to Colorado and still had it a one-goal game, and I think you got to keep that in mind. It's still a one-goal game, and everybody kept talking. You know, it's funny, you still listen, Jeremy, to, like, to some of these national guys Whatever they're talking about, Colorado was missing two of their key guys, or this team's missing two of their key guys. They were missing Ryan O'Reilly and Brandon Sod, right? And 
And pretty much after the second game of the season, we were missing another top nine forward, and Pavel Butchnevich. And for a while, it was it was Saad and Butchnevich. You're going, hello. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's amazing the way this team, you know, just kind of gets overlooked in some of these scenarios at the beginning of this year. Not sure I've seen anything quite like it from a a broader outside of St. Louis perspective. But I think Ryan, look, look, there. I thought they played a better game against Chicago than they did against Colorado. I, I think you'd have felt much more comfortable in that game if, if Mark Andre Fleury doesn't stand on his head and make like Gumby on a couple of saves, <laughs> you know. And so, you know, I, I think, and also, listen, that that Chicago game is is a difficult one, you know, be, because they're not playing with great structure defensively. They're a mess, um, and and it can make good teams kind of look goofy. And and then when you had Mark Andre Fleury standing on his head like he did. Uh, you know, Lackanen wasn't very good the night before in Carolina for him, and I think that helped make Carolina look good. Flurry was fantastic in that game. He was one of our three stars. So I, I think you'll see a better structure against the L.A. Kings, and then the San Jose Sharks are playing some real good hockey. So he, so two harder tests now that you've played a couple of games without Ryan O'Reilly to see how your process is going without him. Curbs, if you had a question about the Blues going into the season, it was probably about the defense. You just didn't know if it was going to be able to uh, stand up to the challenge here. But you look, after, what, seven games, Colton Preco playing a ton of minutes, looks healthy. Falk, Justin Falk, he looks like an all-star, an Olympian. Tori Krug looks more comfortable. What catches your eye with this defense, and do you believe they're getting the job done? Yeah, and I think, you, Jeremy, I think you got to go to the bottom pair, too, and I think Robert Bertuzzo and Jake Wallman have been really good. I I like the development of Jake Wallman here, and I, I've compared it a lot to that of Bryce Salvador, you know, just in terms of the amount of time spent in the American Hockey League, and then at 24-25 you come into the National Hockey League and, and, and you find your groove. But, one, the healthy Colton Pareko is making all the difference in the world. Look, look at when you can play him 25 more minutes in all but one game this year, right? 28 minutes two games ago. It, what that's done, it's made Marco Scandella better. And, and it's something uh, – when you're a player on the ice and you can make the other guy better, you're a really doggone good player. And that's what's going on there. Well, it's allowing them to play Justin Falk and Tory Krug in better and different situations. And I think, you know, I, I think it's allowing them to play Tory Krug the way they need to play Tory Krug versus what we saw last year and probably certain situations or minutes that uh, you know, that Colton would have eaten that Tory Krug was trying to was trying to get. And I still think Tory had a had a really solid year. So I just a healthy Colton Pareko has slotted the rest of the defensive crew exactly where they need to be, and you're seeing the difference there. So I do think at the same time, Jeremy, I was glad to see the shutout against Chicago because if you if you look at it, they had still allowed three or more goals in four of those, what, first five games or four of the first six games. You know, So cutting down on some of the chances is still something, I think, from an all-around team defense thing they, they needed to do. So I was thrilled not only for Jordan but for the team to see a goose egg on the board. He's the voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN, Chris Kerber. Kerbs, thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Have an awesome start to the week. Thanks, Kirby. Nationally acclaimed heart surgeons. Advanced treatments for AFib. At Valley Health System in northern New Jersey, elite cardiac care takes many things. Breakthrough treatments for valve replacement. Some you might expect. Access to clinical trials. While others you might not. A team-based approach to your care. Questions that never go unanswered. Valley Health System. Everything medicine can do. A few things medicine can't. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.